apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach in college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Judson D'Onofrio, and he did it last night. LeBron passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. It was a great, it was a great account. It was a great night watching him break that record. Just, just outstanding to see LeBron do it. Seeing another Laker do it, another Laker passing uh, Kareem's record. Uh, he did it in the third quarter last night against the Thunder. I know the Lakers lost, but that was not the story. LeBron is now the all-time leading scorer. Just a phenomenal accomplishment for one of the best players. And I think, I think uh, the best player of our generation and our generation, just a phenomenal, phenomenal achievement for LeBron James. Yeah. You know, um, getting to pass that record of over 38,000 uh, 30, points. Uh, yeah. It's a great accomplishment for him. You know, he's been doing this now for two decades. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely been one of the, the best, you know, um, generational guy that, that we've, that we've seen so far or, you know, and, and there's been a couple of them that have been really good, but yeah, he's been the top one out of all of them. Um, there's a lot of winning, you know, it's a really good accomplishment for him. Um, and just, it's just another kind of, another kind of check there on just the remarkable career he's had, um, you know, the last 20 years. 
Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, his career has been absolutely phenomenal. And the big question is now is, is does this make him the greatest player of all time, being the all-time scoring leader? I don't want to ran his parade today. I don't. But I still got to go with Jordan. And I think it's really what one series that really, really was the reason why it was that Dallas series. I think if he wins that Dallas series, I think I, I might put him ahead of, ahead of Jordan. But I know one thing. Jordan does not lose that Dallas series. That's why I still have him number two behind Michael Jordan. Yeah, I still got to go Jordan. I'm like the six finals MVPs, being 6-0 and in the finals. You know, I also think, you know, something too with, with Jordan, it's, you know, we lost a couple of years there where he kind of retired the first time. You know, like we lost kind of a couple of years of his prime there. And, you know, who else knows what he's able to accomplish during that time? You know, he doesn't end up trying baseball there. So uh, I feel like, too, you know, it's another thing. But, yeah, not to take away from anything LeBron. He's still been a phenomenal player. Um, but yeah, Jordan and just, you know, that guy, it, it's that guy did what, you know, that guy was, um, LeBron, a great competitor too, but I just feel like, again, you know, Jordan and Brady are kind of at that, you know, like they're, they're, they're kind of in their own tier. I feel like for just at a competitive standpoint, I would, I'd say LeBron is close to that tier, but yeah, competitive stand in terms of uh, competitive standpoint, I think, uh, Jordan and, uh, yeah, Jordan and Brady are there, but yeah, LeBron is close though, but LeBron is really close. But still, this was a phenomenal accomplishment for him last night. I mean, just just, just absolutely amazing to, to see and just just an amazing career. And, the, and I think the best attribute of LeBron was the way he could make guys better around him and the way teams were not as good when he left. You remember when he left the Cavs the first time, the Cavs were, went from being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference to being absolutely terrible. He leaves the, he leaves the Heat. They go from being in the finals four years, four years in a row to missing the playoffs. Then – he goes back to the Cavs. They go from missing the playoffs four years in a row to getting to the finals four years in a row. And then when he leaves the Cavs, the Cavs are absolutely terrible again. And then he joins the Lakers and he wins a championship. So the impact he's had on a game, I, 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 outside of Jordan and Brady, there's no one else better. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's He's, he's been right there with, with those two. Um, uh, yeah, maybe a little step below those two. But, yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. He's won everywhere he's gone. He's made organizations better. Um, you know, he's, yeah, he's been a guy that has been able to make his teammates better. Um, you know, just again, great at going to the basket. This hasn't, it's not the greatest three point shooter all the time, but like it's always been good enough where you have, where you always have to respect them. Um, but yeah, he's, he's had a phenomenal career. Um, now, and I, I know that winning that title in Cleveland meant a lot to him being the kind of hometown guy from Akron. Like, I know that meant a ton for him. But, like, he's always, you know, there's always been so much pressure on him, too. Pretty much since he was, you know, 16, everybody was kind of calling the next, you know, phenomenon in the, in the sport. And he's going to be the next, you know, superstar in the sport. And he's lived up that every – he's lived up to every word of that. And he, he's, you know, you know, everybody that kind of was writing stories on him and talking about him, again, they, they, you know, he's proved them all right. That You know, so there's been a lot of pressure on him since he was – you know, a 15, 16 year old kid. So, uh, and you know, he's always done it the right way too, you know? So, um, yeah, he's, he's been, uh, he's, yeah, he, he's had an amazing kind of 20 year, 20 year career. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it has, a, yeah, it's absolutely been a phenomenal career. And you brought up, you know, how he went back to Cleveland and won a title. At the beginning, I liked LeBron. I really liked watching LeBron was in Cleveland. Then I couldn't stand the way he handled the decision. I couldn't stand that, so I did yeah, root yeah. against him in Miami. But what made me respect him again 
was going back to Cleveland and winning that championship for that city that had not had a championship since 1948. That's what, or I think, or forget, my bad, 1954. That's when I really, really started to like LeBron again, and I've just really, really enjoyed most of his career. And 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 I've and I've been and I'm fortunate enough that I've been able to see his entire career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, I I didn't like the way he handled that decision too. That's usually more you see high school kids kind of doing their announcements on TV, not really pros like that. Yeah, that's like the only time we've really seen a pro do that on TV. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of how he handled it too. Kind of felt like he went to go chase that ring too down there in Miami, but yeah, I I kind of lost a little bit of respect for that too to kind of and I I get it. You just, you want to win. I kind of felt like a little you know. Um, but yeah, going back to Cleveland, he he did gain a little bit because he did go back and he did win a, a, a title there. But yeah, I've never big big you know a, a guy jumping around all over the place. But yeah, he he's been uh, but yeah, still he's been great. Um, his whole career, yeah, he's he's always been a fun guy, fun guy to watch. I don't like how sometimes he's a little bit of an actor on the floor, but you know, other than that, you know, he he's 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 such a sensational talent. Now, the last question we'll ask is how far can he take this Lakers team this year? And I think, I know they're out of the play-in right now. I think at minimum, at ma- maximum, the first round. The first round. They're not going to get out of the first round. Because really outside of him and AD, who do they have? Westbrook's washed up. I mean, and then they have a bunch of guys who just aren't that good. They have a bunch of average to below average players. So I don't think he's getting them out of the first round. I, I don't think, he, and a big reason why is what we're going to talk about, the player we're going to talk about next. They didn't pick up, but. Yeah, I don't think he's, the Lakers are getting out of the first round this year, even though LeBron is still a top ten player in the game. No, I, don't, I, yeah, I think it's if, if at best maybe they find a way to get in the first round. But yeah, they're five games under five hundred. I think they're two and a half back of the ten spot right now. Yeah, it, it's the same kind of stuff as last year. They they're they're in the bottom five again in three point percentage. Um, they're defensively they're not great. Eddie's again has been banged up. You know, Westbrook is Russell Westbrook. You know, LeBron's LeBron. So, yeah, he's still top 10. But like, again, you're starting to see a little bit of decline from him a little bit. Um, But yeah, again, maybe they get, you know, maybe they find a way to win, get out of the play in. But that that's about it. It's still it's not a very good team. So there's still a lot of work to be done there. They've missed Malik Monk because he's again, I, I think he should be in the running for six man of the year because he's been awesome for Sacramento. He's really impacted them off the bench. So that that's a guy they miss and guy that they could use for some three point shooting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This just isn't a modern day team. They, they can't shoot three pointers. LeBron, his three point shooting numbers are down. AD can't shoot threes and Westbrook can't shoot threes either. Just not a modern day team. It's not a modern day team. And that's why this is a team I can't see. I, I think they have no chance to get out of the first round. No, me neither. Unless they get the Kings and they somehow get handed a series again. But yeah, that's, that's about it. But I don't think my Kings are going to be a two seed, though. I, I no, no, wish, no, no, no. That's not happening. No, no, no. They're, they're not. Yeah, they're not going to play the Kings. They're not going to hand it a series. So yeah, this, this, I, I, the great accomplishment for LeBron, but don't expect to see LeBron uh, deep in these playoffs this year. But we got to move on to the big news in the league. And Kyrie Irving on Sunday was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. He wanted out on Friday of Brooklyn and he got his wish. He got traded to the Mavericks. He's playing with Luka Doncic. Uh, uh, and uh, the big question is, is are the Mavs a title contender with Kyrie? And I got to say yes, because Luka last year got the Mavs all the, all the way to the conference finals without that, without really, I mean, Jalen Brunson, I know he's had a good year with the Knicks, but he was their second best player. 
I'm, I know they're a team. They're definitely worse defensively than they were last year, but I, I do think they are a title contender with Kyrie Irving on this team. I think offensively, Kyrie and Luka have a really, really good chance of working out. Yeah, it may it may not work out, but if Luke, Kyrie can accept that Luka's the guy and he's number two, we know how good Kyrie could be as a number two. We know he won a championship mm. with LeBron as a number two. If he can accept that, I think I think they will definitely be a title contender. And right now, I think the Mavs are a title contender with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I, I get in part of why I think they are. I like I don't know how strong the West is. I know the Clippers and Suns are starting. To, you know they're getting healthy now. They're starting to play better. Unfortunately, I don't believe in my Kings. Like they're they're not a contender. They can't play any defense. The Grizzlies have been good. The Nuggets, but it seems like they always kind of fall apart. You know in a playoff series so you know i know they had murray last year but like i i think possibly i just don't know how this relationship is going to work between luca and Kyrie, because that's the thing both guys are ball dominant and and again Kyrie's, you know and again I, and i've said this many times because we always got to talk about Kyrie's always got to be you know <laughs> always got to be in the news yeah but like what has he really done since he since that game winner in the in the uh championship I know you know what he's what is, done. He's destroyed teams. He destroyed yes. that Cavaliers team because he wanted out of he wanted out of Cleveland. He uh, he he completely held Jalen Brown and uh, and Jason Tatum back in Boston. And the Celtics, as an organization, were smart enough to realize, yeah, this guy's holding those two two guys back. Let's not resign him. And then he went to Brooklyn, and then all the drama has ensued. You can write a book for how many things have happened mm-hmm. since he's gone there. I mean, he had that he he had that hiatus in two thousand one. He refused to get vaccinated last year. Uh, they had a trade for James Harden because, because they didn't trust the fact that Kyrie was reliable. Then they, tr- they then they then they trade then they traded James Harden because James Harden couldn't stand being on the team with Kyrie Irving. And and, and uh, then you had then this offseason you had Durant wanting out of of, uh, of, of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and not to mention he got Kenny Atkinson fired in yep. 2020. He wanted he, the, Durant was wanted out this summer. And, uh, and, and, and then early, then he had those anti-Semitic things he was doing, get that off the field, off the court drama. And then they start two and six, they fire a coach. Kyrie says, Oh, we don't need a coach. The team is, you know, losing the first round starts two and six. And then, you know, he doesn't want Steve Nash to be the coach. So he, so, so so he gets fired. It's just, it's a laundry list of things with distraction with Kyrie Irving. He's got to learn here. If he doesn't, if, if the Mavs go losing the first round, it's going to be hard for a team to pay Kyrie what he wants. And I mean, he'll get paid obviously because of his talent, but if the Mavs lose in the first round, it's going to be very, very hard for a team to pay Kyrie Irving what he wants, seeing what he's done the last five years. Yeah. I, I know you went through them all. It's just, yeah, he's been an absolute trainer. Again, I don't know. You heard yesterday in his, I think it was yesterday in his kind of introductory press conference. He felt disrespected by the fans, but it's oh, like God. all the reason you mentioned is why the fans were not happy with you, Kyrie. And that's a thing why I don't think it's totally it's he hasn't gotten the message yet. Cuban may be the one owner that could maybe, but like Cuban might be the one owner that could kind of, you know, but the thing is, I just, he's always kind of acts like he's above everybody else. And that's the issue. I don't, I can't trust them. I think they still could because I just, you know, the West, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not as great as it's been. And I feel like it's going to be really wide open. So I feel like if Kyrie can get get on the same page of Luca, that team could totally go on a run. And Tim Hardaway is not a bad player. I know he's not great, but he's not bad. 
um, as your number three. But yeah, I just I, I think these maps can be a contender. Um, but I just I ha- I just have zero trust in Kyrie that this relationship between him and Luca because I just feel like they're both you know things don't go well. I feel like Luca will be in his face, and I don't think that will be that's not going to end well. So now this leads me to my next point is where are the Mavs in the West? Uh, where, where are the Mavs in the West with Kyrie Irving? Uh, I would say, I'd say there's only two teams that are better. And first I'm going to say the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are clearly the best team in the Western Conference this year. Jokic has been out. I think he's the, I think he's outside of Luke. I think he's the best player in the Western Conference. I think he's a very good chance to win his third MVP in a row. And he's got Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back. So I do think the Nuggets are the best team in the Western Conference. And then the other team I think that's better than him is I know the record isn't great, but it's the Warriors. And you got you got you got until Kurt until Curry and Clay Thompson are not there, you still got to take the Warriors. You got to take the Warriors to at least get to the Western Conference Finals. And I still think, despite their record, I think they're the second best team in the West. I do think the Mavs with Kyrie are better than the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies I know they have a lot of good guys, but they really don't have that bona fide number two. I mean, uh, Jer- I mean Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, uh, uh. Uh, Dylan Brooks, they're all good. They're not great. Uh, and then uh, we, you look at the Clippers. Do you trust if the Clippers are going to stay healthy? That's the thing. Yeah. So I'm saying third. I'm saying third. But I also could see them being like sixth or seventh if if this thing doesn't work out. It, it could either be it could either be great. They could either go to the NBA Finals or they could lose in the first round. They're, they're, it, it could be what it, 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 it could be one. It could be it could either be really good or it could be really bad. Seeing how, how seeing how Kyrie takes this, he, but the number one thing Kyrie's got to accept is this is not your team. This is Luka Doncic's team. Just like in 2016 when he when when he won that championship, it was LeBron's team, not his team. He's got to accept this is Luka Doncic's team. We've Kyrie is one of the best number twos we've seen. He's a disaster as a number one. He cannot be the he cannot come in to be the leader of this team. He just has to show up. And play basketball. And if he does that, he'll be fine. But that is a major, major ask for Kyrie Irving, seeing what's happened in the last five years. Yeah, it is. And that's why, yeah, I'm with you. I think they're the third best team in that West. You know, with those two healthy, yeah, I don't can't really trust. I know the Clippers are starting to kind of get their act together and all that. But, yeah, I, I can't. Nuggets are good. Warriors are right there at number two. I, But, yeah, I'm with you. If the mat, Yeah, if this thing goes over well, I could – very easily see them win the finals, but if not, yeah, I could see them losing the playing round. Like it, it's, it, it's you know, it, it's going to be up there to Kyrie if they can kind of figure out how to work together. The first game that there was two, well, Luca comes back Friday. They're playing Sacramento on a Friday, Saturday back to back, so that that will be their first. And that's a team that plays zero defense, so they they could get along very well that night. So uh, they could, Bull could put up big numbers there Friday night. But yeah, I could see them there. You know, yeah, they may they may end this thing, you know, at a four or five seed. But yeah, they they could really be a danger if they're if they're at the on the four or five line going to playoffs. They 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 could be a real danger to that one seed, most likely Denver. Um, but yeah, I, I I would I would put them third right now with talent that they have with those two. But yeah, it's will it work? And I we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's it's a big mystery. It's a big mystery. We'll see. It's gonna be very interesting to see if it works or not. But we got to talk about Kyrie's old team, and we got to talk about their star player, Kevin Durant, and what this trade means for KD. And we know in the offseason, he wanted to get traded. He wanted to, he wanted to be traded. He wanted he wanted a trade out of Brooklyn, and then he rescinded that trade. Right now, looking at the fact that there's no there's no uh, Kyrie, it's it's not likely that he's going to be traded tomorrow. He's probably going to be on the Nets uh, for the rest of this season. But for me, 
I can't see KD on the Nets for the rest. I can't see KD going through a rebuild. I can't see him being on the Nets after this year. I, I think the Nets will end up eventually trading him away. I know he still has three years left on that deal, but I think the Nets end up trading him away to like a to, to a Boston or a Phoenix. And I think the Nets start start, start they start to retool. They're gonna they're gonna start their rebuild. I think they're I think after this year they're gonna end this era with KD and uh, Kyrie. This KD and Kyrie era, this failed super team. I think it all comes to an end this year. Yeah, I, I don't see him being traded by tomorrow. Um, I don't think there's any way. You know, I I, I see this team. Hope they're you know, they're hoping that um they can somehow go on a run with KD and, and somehow maybe try to talk him back into this thing. But yeah, I, I think in the, at the end of the season he's probably gonna be gone. But like it, it's gonna be tough because what are they are they gonna want what they wanted this summer for KD? You know, it may be a little less, but that package is impossible. What they wanted, like three or four first round picks. Yeah. You know, they 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 wanted like you know, they they wanted a, like and like I know with Celtics they wanted like a Jalen Brown type guy like that. You know that that's a lot to ask for. I know KD's again an amazing player, but um, that's a lot to give up and to give up and you know I, I think it'll be tough, but for the asking asking price, but um, you know yeah, it'll be uh. You know, it'll, it'll, for the um, Nets, the yeah, they'll have to kind of retool again. Cam Thomas, somebody I really like coming out of college. Like, I'm very surprised he went that late in the first round. That guy's a prolific scorer. Like, I, you know, he, he I, I don't know if he's gonna put up 40, he's not gonna put up 40 every night, but that guy's, I could average 20 a night. It would not surprise me. 2025, you got Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I don't think that team can make a finals, but I wouldn't be shocked if that team makes. They, they can somehow maybe if they stay healthy that they get to a conference finals or maybe a, or even at least a semifinals like I, I you know um but I, I know for KD that won't be good enough and I know yeah he's still probably gonna want to be traded yeah absolutely absolutely and now we'll, we'll talk about the Nets where do they go from here and I think you got to rebuild I think you got to rebuild I think you got to trade to KD see see what piece you can get maybe you can get a Jalen Brown back and a couple first round picks. For, Ke- for Kevin Durant, that, that that wouldn't be bad if you trade him to Boston. Maybe you can get a DeAndre Ayton if you trade him to, to, to Phoenix. So and 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 more first round and, and some first round picks too. So it, I think they got to start the rebuild. I think they got to start the rebuild. I, he probably will be on the squad this year. I don't see the Nets even with Durant getting out of the first round because I know Kyrie's a distraction, but he was clearly. Cl- I know Cam Thomas has played well for for a couple of games. He's he's had, he's had three straight forty point games. But Kyrie was clearly their second best player, and they really can't compete for a championship because of his talent. I know he's a major headache, but because of his talent, they 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 can't they can't uh they they, they can't compete for a talent championship. I think without him, so I I think I think right now you trade Durant and you, and you, and, you, and you start the rebuild. For, uh, I think I think that's what you got to do. Yeah, I think so. I would not. I I'd probably trade in the century, and I don't know if I trade in a division rival with the Celtics. Even you get a Jalen Brown, but I, I think you might get a better package there, though. Getting Jalen, I'd definitely rather get Jalen Brown than DeAndre Ayton. I think you get a better package there. You would. I just, it's just tough. I think for the Nets fans, like, yeah, we're trading them in division. You know, I know you get Jalen Brown back, which kind of helps the, you know, the below there a little bit. But I think it'd be tough to trade them division rival. But um, yeah, I think you got to trade them, and yeah, kind of start to rebuild, kind of. The rebuild here, um, you already kind of, you know, you got some picks there from the Sixers, but yeah, you 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 got you're gonna have to start a um, a big rebuild there and just try to, again, what the third time now that they're trying to rebuild this thing and trying to get this thing to a um to a contender and win a finals and yeah, it had first two trials have not gone over very well. 
Oh, no, no, uh, not at all. Not at all. Not, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and you know, as we, as we look back at how they built this team, obviously, you know, but I think the biggest mistake is they should have had KD be the leader and Kyrie be the number two. The problem was, yeah, you knew Kevin Durant was the better player, but the problem was Kyrie was the leader of this team. He was the leader of this team for most of the time they were there, and that's why this thing was a disaster. They needed KD to be a leader, but the problem is, is does KD have that personality to be the leader like LeBron or Steph Curry does? He doesn't, and that's why I think this this thing failed is, the, is they didn't have that LeBron or Steph Curry on that team. Durant's really good, but, at, but in terms of a leader, he's not LeBron or Steph, and it showed when Kyrie was with the Nets. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Ky- yeah. Katie's never been a guy that's been very vocal at his own guys. You know, that's just not, you know, his personality. And I think, you know, and I think we've talked about that and that's has held him back in his career, unfortunately, you know, and I, I get it. You don't want to be that guy that, that kind of gets into your teammates faces when things aren't going well and not, you know, but yeah, I, I think it's really, it's held him back that he hasn't been the guy that's been vocal and been a big leader and i think you know if he was yeah maybe things go differently in brooklyn who knows but because i i think you know Kyrie would have listened to a guy like katie but yeah it just it didn't go over well for him and um yeah the very disappointing ending for um brooklyn yet again oh yeah you thought this you thought this pairing you, you, you thought when, you, when they put this pairing together you thought oh multiple championships easy if they would win multiple championships they only won one playoff this pairing only won one playoff series that's crazy yeah yeah it is it is it's you know it, it's something we did not think about i i'll be honest i don't like super teams so i was kind of hoping at the time when they got hard and this thing was gonna blow up and end in a complete disaster and it absolutely has so i mean it's you know it's been funny to watch these super teams kind of just fall apart like this but um yeah you know i know it was a you know for net fans it's it's, it, it's been very disappointing that uh yeah it's just it did not yet again go over well for him and just trying to make a Trying to make a splash, it just didn't didn't work for him. Yeah, absolutely, 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 absolutely. So we're gonna wrap up the show talking about UConn, and they had their big win against Marquette uh, last night, eighty-two to, to, to eighty-seven to seventy-two. Uh, and I'll tell you, it was a huge night for uh, for Christian Newton, multiple triple doubles this year. I think it's the first player since Shabazz to have multiple yep. triple doubles for UConn. He had a huge night from the two guys. You need to have huge nights from Sanago and Hawkins, and then then. Uh, Cam Jones held the five points. They did exactly what they had to do, and they beat a top ten team convincingly. Yeah, they opened that game on a seventeen to four run. Absolutely, just blitzed them out of the gates, and uh, yeah, Marquette just couldn't recover. Uh, you know, they haven't looked that good since they played up in Portland. You know, maybe the Florida game, you could say, but you know, they they pretty much played a complete game. Besides, kind of when Marquette started to press them there, they they did have some problems there a little bit. But yeah, that that game never got really under sixteen points. Really till the end there, um, but Barquette was able to end it at 15. But yeah, um, New had a great game. Hawkins on his last five games, I saw this from John Rothstein. He's averaging, um, John Hawkins' last five games, he's averaging over 20 points a game. He's shooting over 43% from three. You know, he, he's he's been an absolute tear. Um, you know, he, he's been awesome. And it, it you know, th- and they really needed him too. Um, they, they really need a spark and they missed that playmaker. Newton was that guy you mentioned. Yeah. He's the first one since uh, Napier to have multiple in a year. So um, Newton was awesome last night. It was a cool, great kind of all around win. Um, again, it's a good team that you need to beat. You need to get some confidence going um, because Saturday against Creighton, that's, that's been the house of horrors for him. That that's going to, uh, and Creighton's looking for revenge because they, they've been playing awesome the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at their next six games. I mean, Creighton—they're all winnable, and it's all pretty much getting outside of Creighton. It's it's and and uh, playing DePaul and Villanova, getting revenge on teams that beat you earlier in the year. It's getting revenge against uh, it's getting revenge against Seton Hall. It's it's getting revenge against uh against St. John's. It's getting revenge against who else? Providence. Providence. Yeah, it's getting it's getting revenge against those three teams that beat you earlier in the season. So that's why I think there's a very good chance this team could go could finish the season uh, on a five game winning streak and finish winning five of their last six. Yeah, they they really could. Again, I, Providence has been good, but they haven't been as good on the road. You know that that's a game you gotta win. Please, just please be at Cooley, please. It's, that's that's been uh they they've really struggled in that. Yeah, St. John's has completely fallen apart, but. Again, please don't guard them at the three-point line because they cannot shoot. But they've kind of seen like they're quitting under Mike Anderson at the moment. So I, I I don't know much fight they'll have left in a couple weeks. But yeah, they they really could. Again, I I they got to avoid a Wednesday night. I think they will. But yeah, it, that top four though, that top four that outside of the Big Twelve, Big East may have the second best top four in the country. They they do have the best top four in the country. You know, it'd be nice if if you could crack that. But um, yeah, they they could really go five of uh when you know win five straight and you know get no no that Saturday night game at Nova Warriors I mean final one but because that's a quad three loss you lose that one the way they're playing yeah exactly exactly yeah I think they easily could win th- even their last six and 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 and, yeah. and if they if they oh if they, if they win this one they would they would finish with they'd finish the year on like a nine game winning streak their last loss would be Xavier and you can look at that Xavier game and say that was the turning point that's even though they lost it yeah. that second half started to be the turning point that's when things started to get back going but they got a big game on Saturday against Creighton. Creighton is playing really, really well. They've won six in a row. They're starting to be the team everybody expected them to be. I think this is a close competitive game. And I think this is a, in the, of their last six, I think this is the one they lose. I think I think Creighton is playing really, really well. And I think they're the second best team in the Big East. Yeah. With the way they're playing. Yeah, I'm with you. They, yeah. I'm I'm with you. They're they're my freezing to pick to win the national championship this year. Um, I've been very high on Creighton this year. Yeah, they, they've kind of got since called. Coke Brenner's, yeah, probably top five, top ten, like most important players to his team in college basketball. Um, they really struggled without him. They're starting to figure out their roles. Baylor Shireman's been shooting the ball really well lately. Coke Brenner, again, defensively, I think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna play a lot better than he did at the first one with Sanago kind of, you know, um just absolutely did whatever he wanted to him. It's gonna be a different story this time around. Um, Korean's gonna be a tough one. Um uh, it's been tough on the road. They'll play at Teen Hall tonight, which Teen Hall has actually been playing a little bit better as well. That's going to be a good game. Um, That's going to be a good game tonight between yeah. those two. Yeah, that'll be a good defensive battle. Um, big one for Teen Hall. They need that one because their schedule two coming up is tough. Like that That's one if they really want to get off that bubble. And they're trying to get into the tournament too. Seton Hall is trying yeah. to get into the tournament. Yeah, so that, you know, that, yeah, it's, Seton Hall is. So, yeah, that's a big one for them because, um, yeah, they, they still got a tough, um, they got a tough schedule coming up. So, yeah, creating tonight. Um, or for Saturday, yeah, Kuma. But like you gotta for UConn too, you kind of kind of keep Kalkbrenner in check. Kuma at fourteen to sixteen. Like, that's gonna be a tough matchup for Caravan. I think he's been a little bit th- better defensively. Um, but this is gonna be a tough test for him. Um, Kuma's a really good player, not a great three point shooter, but um, can go to the rack. He had sixteen rebounds the first meeting. I, I like even when UConn started fourteen and all, this was like one of the games I kind of circled. Like they're gonna lose. Probably, like, this is going to be yeah, one of their few losses. Back probably then. like this one and Xavier. You probably thought yeah. they're definitely going to be losses. Yep, yep. So like, and I, and even the way they played last night, I, I still haven't changed my mind. Like, I think Crane's going to get them Saturday. But yeah, I, I kind of feel a little bit more hopeful because I think that team's gained a lot of confidence. The way Hawkins is playing, 
Jackson looks like he's kind of back to kind of having that edge that they need defensively against Spears on Saturday. He held him on one shot. Got his average 19 a game. Did well on Jones last night. So um, hopefully Jackson have another great defensive battle or matchup, play well. But, yeah, I, I got Creighton. I think keep it close, but I, I think Creighton finds a way at home to uh, knock him off. But if they could win this one, if they yeah. if they could win this game and finish winning nine in a row, that is huge. They, I think they're back to being a top team. If they could, if they win this one and then uh, then, then then win the next five and win finish the year winning nine in a row, going to the Big East tournament, that is huge for this team. That's why that this Creighton game on Saturday is big because they win it. They're good. I I I, th- I think they win the next five, and I think they got a ton of momentum going to the Big East tournament. Yeah, they absolutely. They they could very well end that season. You know, yeah, going uh, that nine game winning streak. Yeah, you're going the guard. You know, going the guard. You know, really good. Again, and uh, you know, there's only going to be it'll be because it's going to be all you kind of Providence fans this year. No fans, I don't think, are showing up. Seton Hall really, you know, but uh, I don't Seton think so. bring a lot. They don't bring a lot of people. Seton Hall. I don't think not usually because I've Maybe gone to the get to a, a bunch night. of times, but I've never, I've never oh. seen Seton Hall because they never get there. St. John's, yeah, they probably, know. they probably don't bring a ton of people either anymore. So it's no, really because I remember I was there last year and there were a lot of Providence fans. So. It would be yeah. nice to get like a like a Friday night UConn Providence matchup or a or a Big East final UConn Providence. I think that's what the Big East really wants. Like like oh, yeah. Villanova, UConn and Villanova played in the semis last year. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That I know that that'd be awesome. Friday night UConn Providence. I'll I'll be there. I I love that. You know, uh, that that'd be a fun one. I know all the metrics say it's going to be UConn Providence finish at four or five and they'd be playing Thursday afternoon, which yeah, kind of stinks. I mean, that, yeah. that wouldn't be good. That'd be like, what I don't want to play Cooley on Thursday. I, I don't want to no. play Cooley with three no, days no. to prep for us. I don't no, I no, no. Hurley against Hurley against Cooley with three days to prep for. I think they're winning yeah. that one. Oh yeah. That, that would be uh that, that'd be, that'd be tough. Um, see him Thursday, but yeah, you can Friday, Saturday, big East would love that. Um, you know, because I Nova could make some noise. I'm not carrying them out, but I don't think they'll bring a ton of fans just because the way the year is gone. But yeah, UConn Providence Big East would uh would certainly love that because yeah, those two fan bases the uh, last couple of years have really it's they they there's been a lot of hate. I think they've it's grown a lot more hatred than it was before. Really? Wow. Like, wow. I never really hated Providence. Like I never really thought it was a rival till we came <laughs> back. How how bad was it last year when they came to XL? How was that? Was that was it? Was it hostile with the two fans? Yeah, there wasn't a ton of Providence fans there that day. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't. But I, but, but, but but it seemed like a pretty rowdy atmosphere. I wasn't at the game, but it oh. seemed like a pretty rowdy atmosphere in Providence earlier in the year. Yeah, it it it, it was. I know. I think it was sold out. I don't know how many UConn fans were there. I think they had some, but I don't think that. You know, I think for having an off during during kind of on a winter break. I know Providence had a lot of students there um but yeah but like providence what is it now i think they've lost like one home game lost like three years or something like they, they yeah. just don't lose there for yeah, whatever yeah. reason um yeah. so they've been great at home but yeah it's they again cooley's on a heck of a job i know some kind of think he may take your time job i don't i think he's crazy oh he's I nuts think, if he takes that job that'd be ridiculous yeah, I think when he's built province he's getting he's gotten a lifetime deal like i i again you i remember him at fairfield they just had a couple of Sienna teams, which is a little bit better. He couldn't get over the top of Sienna, but again, I've always really liked him as a coach, and he's done a heck of a job at Providence. So yeah, yeah, I don't want to see them Thursday going back to that. Yeah, absolutely not, absolutely not. But that's gonna wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with RJ for Justin Anafrio. I'm Steve Risser. We will be back next week recapping the Super Bowl and recapping the first half of the NBA season. 
Enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. Jones had a first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to me. Taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.